Knock, knock. Who's there? Philip. Philip who? Philip McGlass. I'm thirsty. <laughs> knock, mm. knock. Who's there? Phone. Phone who? Phonely, I knew. That one's really lame. Knock, knock. Who's there? Quacker. Quacker who? Quack another bad joke and I'm leaving. <laughs> They're getting better. Knock, knock. Who's there? Robin. Robin who? Robin your house. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Russell. Russell who? Russell up something to eat, will you? I'm starving. <laughs> this will really embarrass the kids, won't it? <laughs> yes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Sherwood. Sherwood who? Sherwood like you to open the door. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Somebody too short to ring the doorbell. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Tennis. Tennis who? Tennis five plus five. <laughs> that is really blame. That's a shocker. Knock, knock. Who's there? Troy. Troy who? Troy the bell instead. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Good Reading Magazine podcast, sponsored by Pantera Press. Good Reading is a monthly magazine dedicated to books and reading and aims to help readers discover their next favourite book. You can find out more about the books discussed on today's podcast at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. Hi there, and welcome to the Good Reading Magazine podcast. My name is Angus. I'm here with TV and radio host Gus Warland, who is the co-host of the Triple M Grill Team, and his brother Steve Warland, screenwriter and author of the thriller novels Velocity, Quick and Combustion, and the children's book Paper Planes. Together, they have compiled the Blokasaurus, a compendium of jokes for blokes, fair dinkum funnies, and true blue Aussie wisdom. Guys, welcome. Hey, Angus, how are you? Very well, thank you. Um, so I think this book is destined to take pride of place beside many a family dunny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> how did the idea for the book start between you? Um, well, I think we just, we've both got, well, we've both got kids, uh, a lot, Angus has got three kids, I've got one, and one of the great joys of being a dad is to crack bad jokes, to embarrass them as much as you can, and especially embarrass them in front of their friends. Yeah. So um, we wanted to create something that uh, any dad could go to and just quickly flick through and find a bad, a bad joke and, you know let it loose on their family. And that was kind of the idea behind it. It was just, let's try and get all the bad jokes in one spot and then, <laughs> and then add, add in some other stuff. You know, we've got some sort of words of wisdom about being father, about being a uh, son, and also some yarns that, you know, uh, Gus has been telling on the radio over the you know, last few years. I think this book is perfect. You don't need a, a book place. What's it called? Bookmark. Bookmark. Thank you. It doesn't need a bookmark. Um, because it is sitting next to the dunny. You can just pick it up, and you never know quite what you're going to get. So I've just picked it up there, and it's got, who do you call? So there's something there for that. And then there's right over here, advice from masters. So we all start up, asked all our friends, uncles, grandparents, dads, what's that one little bit of advice that you might live your life by? Or you heard it, and you went, that'd be good, and it worked out to be terrible advice. <laughs> like, there's a whole lot of that sort of stuff in there, and it's just a real fun book that you can pick up at any time, any page, and you'll get something from it. Fantastic. Um, so is it right to say that it started just with the intent of an arsenal so you could mortify your children? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's, one of, it's, one, of the, it's one of the great joys of being a parent. Really. That's right. Yeah. There's not many of those truly, left, yeah, so you truly. want to grab them as you can. <laughs> Our kids are all teenagers now, so, you know, the 
we're not quite superheroes as we were once. So it's nice still to have a bit of fun with them. Absolutely. Is there a particular shtick or dad joke that you'll always pull out if you really want to embarrass them in front of a group of friends or something? Well, I, st- I still do the um, sort of, you know, beep the horn as you're driving along in the car and, and the person who's walking along the street sort of puts their hand oh, up and I, I go, yeah, that like that. And, <laughs> and, then, and they're wondering who you are and that sort of stuff. And the kid's like, dad, who's that? And I go, I don't know. And they go, dad, don't do that. Or we live on the northern beaches of Sydney. So right along the water, there's the, a road and you pull up and say to a bloke can you tell us where the beach is and the guy goes um, it's just there you know and I go oh I didn't see it and they're looking at so I'm still doing all that sort of stuff I walk around the house nude a lot oh, I'm no. always sort of you know looking for every possible angle yeah just to, and I talk about them on the radio all the time yes. too. Their new boyfriends, their new girlfriends, they do oh, not like that. I'm sure they love that. Yeah, not, not happy. No. <laughs> and you, Steve, any particular dad joke sticks? Um, well, look, there's a couple of jokes that I always sort of, I could, I could never quite remember enough jokes. So there was a couple that I could remember. There was, um, what did one amoeba say to the other amoeba? Hey, you're a fun guy. Oh. <laughs> and uh, what lies on your bed and sings? What lies on your bed and sings? Yeah. Maduna. Right? So they were the two jokes that I could always remember. And yeah. you could always bring them out whenever. Of course. And people always thought that was funny. And of course, none of our kids know who Madonna is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's the problem. That's, a, that's, that's a, actually the problem. That's I think a that's a, a yeah. failure of you as a parent in educating yes, your yes, children. Yes, Seriously. No, she's a, gaga, she's a gaga girl, my daughter. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was your childhood like together? Like, did you get on? Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. We always have got on. I, I, I feel a little cheated that... Steve went to America when he was sort of 14, 15, when I was sort of just about to go into high school and needed him the most. But um, <laughs> that wasn't his fault. He was living his dream. He went to the States and spent you know years there at uh, school. And then he went back and worked in America and LA for years. And that's where his love of screenwriting came from. And he knew that traditional way that we were being taught at Knox Grammar School wasn't for him. Mm. Um, so I didn't really know it at the time, but I really missed him. Mm. But... Um, certainly since then we've all been back in Australia and stuff and we've had kids and, um, you know, that friendship and that bond that comes from being brothers is extremely strong. Mm. And, um, writing the book together has been great, you know, obviously. Oh, it's, you know, absolutely. I'm pinching myself, Angus. I'm looking at the front cover of our book and it's got the bloke of and it's got Gus Wallen, Steve Wallen, Royalties of Men's Mental Health, which is my charity, which Steve has totally signed off on and a part of. So it's a very, very nice thing to have been able to do together. Yeah. And hopefully people will get a lot of fun out of the book. We've also, um, at, at the back, we've got sort of a list of um, help, uh, help services for mental health, essentially, uh, both for Australia and New Zealand. So if anyone's feeling a bit down or they want to uh, have a chat to someone, there's an opportunity there to look in the back of the book and find a number, find a website and be able to visit that or call someone, which, you know, is, is a big part of the Gotcha for Life Foundation, which Gus has been doing now for a year and a half. Yeah. Can you explain what the Gotcha for Life Foundation actually is? Yeah, so I did a program on the ABC called Man Up, and that was sort of challenging masculinity in this country. Trying to live up to the stereotype of what an Aussie bloke is meant to be is very difficult, and we're losing six beautiful Aussie men every single day to suicide. So Gotcha for Life is all about giving young men in Australia the tools to be able to have a conversation of gravity rather than just like taking the piss, having a joke and whatever. Actually have a proper conversation, connect with someone and find someone in your life who has got you for life no matter what. Warts and all conversations, they will never judge you, they will always just be there for you, they will listen and we can start having some conversations 
that mean something rather than the ones we're very good at, which is sort of sport, weather, uh, what about work and what about, the, you know, we sort of bounce around, but you need to find someone that you have that proper conversation with. And uh, also, uh, not enough men are actually answering the phones at Lifeline. We need more men being counsellors, so we pay for all their training. So we've got 101 blokes at the moment in training, and we've got a schools program called uh, Tomorrow Man, which goes in and lets boys know that it's okay not to be okay, um, be open, be vulnerable, be honest, and um, you'll be a lot healthier for it. Yeah, fantastic. I was going to ask as well, because Gus, you've done a lot of work sort of in this space and about, you know, how suicide is the most common cause for death for men under the age of 45, and three quarters of all suicides are by men. Yep. Um, so after creating your TV show, Man Up, and the Be A Man podcast, yeah. uh, can you shed any light on why men are so disproportionately affected by yeah, suicide? We, Angus, we just don't, we aren't taught the skills at school to be able to have a, com- a conversation of gravity. We don't have the tools in our, if, if you have to, to, to be a man, you've got a toolbox, right? And you've got all these things given to you. We are not given what we need to actually have a proper conversation. We're not given those those tools. So we have a whole lot of blokes running around thinking, well, I've got to be the guy that's on the telly or in the movies or on that billboard or the thing that flashes up on their phone, which you young boys are on continually going social media saying, Mm. oh, that's how you have to become a man. And if you're outside of that, well, you're not quite got it. Well, that's absolute rubbish. And we have to let young men know that that set of rules that were made so many years ago... Mm. old-fashioned, by people. Why would you care what they really think? There's some things that you just need to do. You have to have good manners. You have to work hard. You have to have a crack. All those things, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you need to have a part of your body, a part of your life, part of your mind that goes, you know what? I haven't got all the answers. And it's actually the manliest thing in the world is to go up to someone and say, you know what? Not traveling too well. Need your advice. Can you help me? Showing vulnerability, having an open, honest conversation is actually the bravest and manliest thing you can do. So that's what we're trying to create, this this sort of uh, foundation where people feel that that's the norm rather than at the moment like, oh, mate, hey, keep that to yourself. No one needs to hear that. Man up and get on with it. Well, it's man up, speak up, not man up, shut up. Yeah, fantastic. And you had a conversation with one of the best Australian authors of all time, Tim Winton, about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did he have to say about well, this? When I spoke to Tim, it was about toxic masculinity. So it's that, you know, I don't know if you if you, you see it on the news here all the time, just blokes just being disgusting, you know, whether it's fighting or whether it's, you know, with alcohol on board, just being disgusting individuals. And it's just not good enough. But unfortunately, the Australian way has sort of allowed that to be, oh, well, he just sees a knockabout bloke. She'll be right, man. It's like, no. That's not the case. That toxic masculinity, talking about people um, being racist, being sexist, being um, uh, so blokey that you can't see that there's other people who live their lives in a different way and you can't understand and appreciate it, that you're uneducated if if you're bagging those people. That's toxic masculinity. And Tim's all about trying trying to create amongst older blokes saying to other blokes, hey, you can't speak that way anymore. You know, and actually knocking that on the head. And then those blokes have got kids and we need those kids to realise that it's not right. Otherwise, we're going to have another generation of this toxic toxic masculinity. So it starts in our schools. And my son came home to me a few times and said, Dad, that's that's not the right behaviour. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I don't like when you do this, this and this. And I go, well, it's the way that I've been taught. So I, we need to be taught by these younger blokes now as long as we're teaching them right at school. And that's what Tomorrow Man program through Gotcha for Life and that's what the funds will go for from this. 
Fantastic. And as for the actual, uh, the jokes in this book... Um, the and bad ones are my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask, where do you actually go to to scavenge for jokes? Well, we, we, we sent an email around to a lot of our mates uh, just for them to come up with as you know, many jokes as they can, you know, jokes that they remember. Everyone remembers a couple of jokes. Yeah. You know, everyone's got a couple of jokes. So we were able to cull a lot from that. Um, and then just ones that we remembered, ones that are sort of, there were some online, there, uh, there were um, uh, sort of some uh, stories, uh, sort of, like we said, little sort of nuggets of sort of advice or information that guys had had about their dads or, or about being a son or being a father that, you know, we also culled from our friends. And, um, we, yeah, we just sort of collated them all together. We also did a, a quite large blue section that didn't make it into yeah, the Yeah, that was my section, Angus. <laughs> Mine was, was a blue, blue section, right? You know, so all the naughty stuff, 20,000 yeah. oh. words of that. <laughs> yeah, but they and, didn't make um, it in. Because we wanted it to be a family-friendly Because once book. it's unsealed, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Thinking, oh, we'd have a sealed section, but then, yeah, no, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. No, but so we... Um, <laughs> That's book two. Yeah. So yeah, we want, the adults-only version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we wanted it something that everyone in the family could read. And, you know, sit around the dinner table, you know, for half an hour after dinner and just literally read from the book and make each other laugh or groan, you know, or, you know, maybe come up with... Sigh. Yeah, maybe come... <laughs> yeah, ro- eye-rolling sigh. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, sort of just bring bring the family together to actually read something, you know. And it's short and sharp and easy and it's, you know, it's not um, it's not a hard book to read at all. We do have one very long joke. We have the longest joke in the world in here, so I won't give away the ending. Um, <laughs> and we also have the shortest joke in the world. So there's... Don't uh, give away that there, one there's, a, there's quite a bit of, um, yeah, there's quite, there's quite a bit of variance between what? all of the bits and pieces. We've got knock-knock jokes, we've got light bulb jokes, you know, we've got, you know, we've got, we've got, it, we've got it all, I think. I think... Um the great thing that I love about the book is, of course, we got the book before it was actually available. So I just opened it up and you get five or six people. So that's enough of a group. Two or three people will think it's funny. One person will think it's hilarious. And one or two will think, wow, that's literally the Pretty worst. Pretty good thing. odds. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, And then the next joke, that, that'll all be, you know, the two yeah. people who thought it hilarious will think, well, that's not funny, you know. <laughs> so there's always, that's the great thing about us humans, that we all find things slightly different. Yeah. And sometimes it's fun just listening to someone else laughing at something you think's lame. Absolutely. And that's, we want people to come together. We want... Suicide and mental health, I believe, is 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 a death of loneliness. Mm. And this is a book that hopefully will bring some people together. Absolutely. Well, as you said, a lot of jokes can be divisive, but is there any in there? If you had to make a room of people laugh, which one would you go for? Oh, come on, mate. Oh, man. This is okay. a hard, This is a hard one. I'm just having a flick through it now. Can I explain? As you're doing that, yeah, Steve, yeah. I'll explain a story, Angus, because um, in there there's quite a few sort of yarns and stuff. And one... Quite a few of your listeners will know Hugh Jackman, the actor, who oh, has been my <laughs> best friend since kindergarten. Yeah. Right? So all the way through our lives. And he was an executive producer on a show I did in India. And at the end of a nine-week Indian shoot, I said, look, A, the local crew and also the Aussie crew, we've been up against it the whole time. You know, everyone's been sick and weather and the whole bit, but they've done an amazing job. So do you mind if I take the crew out for dinner tonight? I've got the the credit card, your credit card. And he goes, yeah, no worries. He says, what do you think? And I said, look, there's a great restaurant in Mumbai. It's attached to the hotel, so we don't have to travel. Um, it'll be clean and safe. Um, I reckon about 5,000 US. There's about, you know, 15 of us. He goes, mate, no problem at all. Well, 
One thing led to another, Angus, and um, <laughs> I signed something which had a lot of zeros thinking it was rupees and whatever. Uh, I then woke up in the middle of the night going, oh, you know that moment when you're just like, you've done something, but hours later it sort of clicks yeah, in. Yeah. And then waiting for the phone call to come, which came sort of a few hours later, and it worked out to be, you know, what was it, Steve? 16,000. 16,000 US. <laughs> oh. I, said, and I, was, I was really excited <laughs> telling the story. You remember, you know, like the Formula One when they win the trophy? We had like huge big bottles of champagne like that. He's like... I know, mate. I know it <laughs> is. Put so, the bill. Yeah. My favourite part about that anecdote is in the book, he's cryptically referred to as Jacko. Yeah. So only people listening <laughs> yeah, to this or not... doing a bit more research will find out that it's actually the Hugh Jackman yeah, that yeah. you've blown. He was sort of semi-Hugh Jackman back then. He's more Hugh Jackman now. Oh, I <laughs> see. Was. I this see. was 2009, so he had done he, had, he was sort of two or three movies in a Wolverine. Yeah. But he was a big deal, but he's a bigger deal now. Yeah. But... <laughs> He is a sensationally um, generous and person. And oh yeah, <laughs> not for a. I don't know, Angus. If you've got that friend that you know that you just know that they mean well, but they're not. They're never going to get that right. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Gotcha. So he sort of like have a little smile at that. Yeah. So Steve, have you found a joke? Well, there's a couple of jokes here. I mean, this one's a good, for, funny one for people who live in Sydney trying to buy a house. Uh, the biggest joke in SpongeBob SquarePants is that he can work in a fast food uh, restaurant and afford a house. Yeah. Um, and the, the other one is a sports one. The Australian soccer team visited an orphanage in Brazil today. It's heartbreaking to see their sad little faces so completely devoid of hope. Said Pedro, age six. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, um, but you know, it's there's a there's a there's a there's a whole bunch. Um, let me have another. Let me have a look here. Um, uh, I wonder if Batman ever sees the bat signal and, and thinks, "Geez, I just sat down." <laughs> <laughs> so Angus, it's a perfect Dunny book. Yeah, you know, pick it up anywhere. You'll get a little tidbit or a little story, and we certainly hope people will get connected by it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, another yet another part of the book is uh, your valiant effort to contribute to. Uh, the conservation of Australian slang. Yes. Uh, where did that come from? Well, we just thought that, that was that was that was Steve that, right off the bat. You yeah, were very I just thought it was a very felt, important part. I don't it? know. I just I, I love I love rhyming slang and yeah. I love Aussie rhyming slang, which is slightly different to Cockney writing rhyming slang, which of course are quite they're quite connected. And so I just thought it would be fun to put in again, you know, the uh, this is the PG rated version because there's a lot of R rated uh, yeah, rhyming slang. It comes comes back to the disappointment <laughs> of the blue section oh. being. <laughs> Cull. I see. Anyway. Before um, so, publication. So I just thought, you know, there was a bunch of things here. I mean, like, who would have thought that you know, Australians called the telephone the Al Capone? I mean, mm. what, a, what a strange thing. Especially when the Americans never called the telephone the Al Capone. So we had taken the, the name Al Capone, who was obviously the Chicago gangster, um, and uh, turned it into... A way of talking about the phone, yeah, yeah. which is so odd. Um, so there was little little bits like that, and it was more just more a, a, a sort of an interesting walk through the history of our language, which has always sort of interested me. I mean, language interests me a lot. Like boat race is someone's face. <laughs> boat race, what, yeah. How is that? I mean, Bugs that's... Bunny, money. You know, like would you have ever thought? Yeah, any brown of bread, the... dead. Yeah, <laughs> curry and rice, price. What's, yeah. what's the curry and rice on that? Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's so strange. So anyway, yeah. we just thought a couple of pages on that would be fun. Um, well, our language has deteriorated massively. Yeah, and I thought, years, I'd be, wouldn't so. it be fun if kids started using it again? He's a wordsmith, right? Steve yeah. loves writing words. Like yeah. he, he's a lot happier in front of a computer typing his yeah, screens and his that. books and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. It's his happy place. Morton Bay fig, wig. 
Yeah. Look at the Morton Bay on him. Look at the Morton Bay on him. Look at the Morton Bay on that guy. Yeah. So and, I any, just, and if anyone thinks they're wearing a wig and no one knows, they are kidding themselves. Yeah, aren't exactly. <laughs> so Noah's Ark, shark, obviously. Uh, uh, that's a funny one. So, yeah, Mal Meninga's fingers. Mal Meninga, the great rugby league player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just one of those streets. I just thought, oh, it wouldn't be interesting for kids to actually just to be able to go through this and think, oh, this is some of the, the language that their grandparents or great-grandparents yeah, were. Or their dad saying, hey, yeah. what about this? And, yeah. and having that conversation yeah. with their kids, you know. So that was one part of it. And the other part was that we wanted to have some sort of just basic sort of like little nuggets of information, sort of like facts mm-hmm. about the world, which I thought was also fun too. So we wanted to break it up, not just all jokes, and also a bunch of... Gus's best yarns, the one about obviously Jacko maxing out Jacko's credit card. The other one where he um, pretty sure I didn't max it he out. Flooded, <laughs> he, he flooded. He, he well and truly under his credit limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he flooded. Gus flooded out the um, men's uh, change rooms at Wimbledon once with John Newcomb. Yeah, John um, Newcomb, the tennis player. You might be too young to understand who that is, Angus, but he won three <laughs> singles, five doubles. So wow, it's a big deal. Hmm. And um, I won't give it away here on the yeah. podcast. But, so there's uh, that. And then he's also... like a second father to me. And um, I met him at Wimbledon. We started chatting and, well, things went a little yeah, a, a right. south. Uh, went awry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a bunch of Gus's best yarns, other ones about. And they're all true, yeah, too, which is the, the truth normally is funniest. Yeah. And the one where he met Sachin Dendulkar, who is the great uh, yeah. Indian Beautiful. cricket player. So, yeah, we've got a bunch of those yarns as well. So there's, it's not just jokes. It's, it's a whole bunch of little bits and pieces that uh, we thought would make a fun read. And like you said, you know, it's the sort of book to have beside the dunny and you can just pick it up and read it for five minutes and put it back down. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so as you said, you sort of hope this is this is a book that brings families together for an extra half an hour at dinner. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, what, sort of, what sort of stuff brought you guys together when you were younger as a family? That's a good point. I mean, Sport, we, probably. We, definitely. We, 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 had a, we, had a great, we had a great street. So we, lived, we grew up in a, in a street called Orinoco Street in uh, Pimble mm-hmm. on the North Shore of Sydney. And we had a great street of good young kids. So lots of bikes, lots of footies, lots of cricket. Um, the weather's always good here, so we're always knocking about. In fact, three of the blokes are three of my best friends still. We still mm. travel every three months away to one of the blokes' farms and connect and have fun stuff together. And so we were lucky. We, 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 had, a the good tra- gr- we had a good group. We, we, we had a great group. We so, came home on the train. We yeah. got out of our gear straight to someone's house. Um, tennis court, swimming pool, something. Yeah, playing footy down at the local football field or uh, playing tennis or, you know, whatever it was. So we, it, was, it was basically, it was really sport, really. Sport. And sport then brought us together. I do remember, you know, sort of every family had their own sort of sound to get their kid home. So Mr. and Mrs. Davenport had like an onka onka sort of onka. <laughs> and Dave then knew that was his sound. He'd go home. Mum, we just knew that we had to be home by five. Mm. So five o'clock bath, out of the bath by 5.30, and then Dinner. overcooked cutlets, <laughs> wow. mash. Pre-mobile phone. Yeah, life yeah like so I still weird. now cannot eat meat without, it's absolutely, <laughs> literally dead. Like shoe leather. Like not, shoe e- leather. not even a good yeah. vet can bring it back. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah, is yeah, literally yeah, shoe, leather. shoe leather. And my wife's horrified that, you know, all the taste and stuff of meat. Um Chips, mashed potato. Like, we were very basic. We yeah. had uh, eggs on a Sunday night. We, all, we always loved watching telly, didn't we? Yeah. We watched, you know, we watched a lot of sport. We watched a lot of rugby league, you know. Yeah, and we loved the goodies yeah. and we loved um, English comedy. So, spent a lot of time as uh, mainly with mum because dad was traveling a lot and then he eventually left the family home. We were about, I was about 10, 11. Yeah. You were about 13. Yeah. Um, and then that was, you know, interesting too because once a week he would come and you know, pay the bills and yeah. sometimes Hang shout and scream yeah. and other times be absolutely gorgeous and lovely. And I think we missed, we loved, we we really craved that. Um, so we had that together that we both mm. wanted that. So we shared that same emotion. 
Yeah. Mm. And that's, of course, when Steve went to America, you know, and I was like, oh, I've lost both my, <laughs> you know, big role models, you yeah, know. Yeah. But it, now, I mean, you get the three of us together. It's, yeah, it's awesome. You know, yeah. we have a fantastic time and we're very open and honest about that. And that's happened because of things like this and the fact that I'm working now with Gotcha. I, I don't sit in conversations anymore that are false. I just won't allow it. Mm. So we, we have time with our father who's getting on. You know, every conversation has got to be one of gravity and truth and, you know, and it's awkward sometimes to set that out, but it's awesome when you get that sort of set up and mm. then you know that it's, you're not wasting anyone's time. Mm. You shouldn't be wasting your time with your family. You should be getting to the bottom of stuff and whatever. So that's been really great for mm. us. Yeah. And quite emotional too. Yeah. I think he'll be emotional listening to this and reading the book. Yeah. If we get in to buy one, no, he, I gave <laughs> him. I gave him one last week. Okay, <laughs> I really want it. I love him to buy one. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to people who want to start those conversations with their mates? Um, just at the point where every little part of your body is saying to you, "Don't do it. Don't do it. It's fine the way it is. Um, I, I want to chicken out." Make that next step. Just bite down and just go. Okay, I love you. I want to tell you something and it's quite awkward. I don't want to put you in a difficult position, but this is what I need. And if they're worth their salt, i.e. family or mates, then they go, wow, okay, this is something quite extraordinary. I need to sit in this and, and give it time. If they don't and they dismiss it, then try again. If they dismiss it again, then say, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, maybe you're not as close or you're not the person I thought you were, mm. you know, because you have well, different people in your life that come in and out of it and not everyone is for, for always. Mm. Yeah. Well, you say something in one of your yarns about the difference between mateship and, and friendship. Friendship. Yeah. We're full of mates in this country, and we kid ourselves that you know we're all oh, look at us, you know, we're all mates together. Well, that's BS. You know, you can be great friends with a bloke at a footy club, but you don't really know what he's going on in his life. You know, unless you care enough to ask him and sit in that moment when you ask it and sit in a bit of silence whilst he works it out. Um, you can't be friends to absolutely everyone, but you need to have a few people in your life that you absolutely can have any conversation with at any time. And that will allow you to be more likely to be healthier between the years. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, well, you mentioned in the book and you've also hinted in this podcast that maybe uh, a second installment of the bloke, Asaurus. <laughs> well, if all your listeners buy yeah, the book, it'll be great. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like proceeds going to yeah. men's mental health. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we'd love to do, you know to do another one together so we can spend yeah, more time great. together. It'd be fantastic to, yeah, Perhaps continue doing a, it. That'd be great. A more X-rated section as yes. well. Yes. That'd be great. That's what I'm hanging dark. in there. Locosaurus <laughs> after dark. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm thinking like a password protected ebook or something and just yes. trying to figure yeah. something out. Uh, some sort so of thing. Yeah. 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 Yes, I'm thing. thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. Don't worry. Well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Blokasaurus is out now in all good bookshops, including the Good Reading Magazine online bookshop at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. Thanks so much, Gus and Steve. Thank you. Angus, good on you, Lovely mate. to thank chat you. to you.